Hello gamers and welcome to Weekend Rental, the podcast where we discuss gaming, geek culture, movies, whatever comes to mind. And this is going to be a very special episode, um, sort of a 2017 uh, game of the year, year-end extravaganza. My name is Ryan and with me we've got Andy hey, and Justin. Hey everyone. So yeah, this is this is going to be different than our normal podcast. We figured we'd fit this in around the holidays. Um, kind of just look back at 2017, uh, the first 12 episodes of the podcast. I'm sure the first 12 of hundreds of maybe thousands of episodes of our podcast. Um, I anticipate that this will be going on even after podcasting no longer exists. <laughs> and we'll just be three people talking over the phone to each other. Isn't that pretty much what it is right now? Yeah, that's true. Right. Well, you know, our wives listen to it, so <laughs> well, I guess that could pretty much be the same, wouldn't it? Why are we even <laughs> uploading? This is way too much work. Just get our wives to listen on the conversation. Yeah, we should be burying it in the backyard or something. Yeah. <laughs> Poor people that find it later. <laughs> A time crapsule. <laughs> so we thought we'd kick things off. Uh, f- we're fresh off the heels, the video game awards. What a wonderful event. Um, and do our own game of the year, 2017 list. Uh, we've all kind of put some games down that are under consideration. Obviously not all of them can make it. We're going to try and do, I think a top five. Um, we can probably come to a general consensus on, on five games, I think, and keep the conversation reasonable at that point. But I don't know if we just want to start going through. Should we just go through the whole list of what we have right now? I think so. Okay, I can run through them. So we have Horizon Zero Dawn, Zelda Breath of the Wild, SteamWorld Dig 2, Destiny 2, Persona 5, Mario Odyssey, Sonic Mania, Nier Automata, Fortnite, Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle, Golf Story, Wolfenstein 2, Sonic Forces, Madden 18, and Crossout. <laughs> I didn't put Madden 18 to see that. It was a game that was talked about, so it should be a consideration, I suppose. It's true. <laughs> I haven't played it since we talked about it. but <laughs> <laughs> So I think it's best to just start cutting because this is obviously uh, top 15. <laughs> where we're looking for five and I'll take one of mine off right away. Um, and that's golf story. I know neither of you guys played it and it's probably not a game for either of you. I don't think um, it's basically a golfing RPG, eight bit or 16 bit graphics on the switch. A lot of fun played all the way through it and yeah, but it's, it's not top material. So we're going to cut that one. Okay. Bold move. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do the unexpected here. And I'm just going to grab both Crossout and Madden 18. And just <laughs> oh. Boom. Like that narrows it down. That means I get to go with Breath of the Wild, right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I will cut you. <laughs> I think John Madden just died right now. <clears throat> I was going to remove Madden 18, but since you did... I haven't played any of the other ones other than Destiny and Fortnite. I feel like I think Destiny needs to stay up there. I mean, I know that's not everyone's. It's not like the long term, endlessly playable game that everyone wanted it to be, and they kind of touted it as. But it was still 
some of the best like 60 hours I spent in a game this year, regardless of that. If, even if I never pick it up again, I think that it, it's going to have to hang in here, at least until we place it in the list. Again. Yeah, I'm not ready to cut that one yet. Yeah. I could see that one being up there. I, I don't know if that would be top five, but again, I haven't played any of the other ones. So I guess to me, it would probably be number two behind Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if I can put SteamWorld Dig 2 on the list just because I loved it. I thought it was really good, but I don't know if that's a, I don't know if it does enough new for me to right. leave it there. I mean, if, I'll put it on the back burner maybe. Yeah, if that was... If that was SteamWorld Dig 1, and that's how that came out, right. it would have been much more impressive. But it, it was just a very much improved uh, gameplay story, that type of stuff, on on top of what the first one was. So, yeah, I just don't think it belongs up there. Cool. I've not played uh, Mario and Rabbids. Do you think that is top five material? No, I don't think so. Um, I had a blast playing it but it got long in the tooth and i don't know the it the the scenarios kind of got a little bit too much the same and it it just drug on for far too long but it's pretty crazy when you think about it like how that game even exists so (laughs) i just kind of wanted to mention it here that a mario game made by a different company altogether with that company's, you know, IP basically. And, you know, a strategy RPG that I don't think Mario or anything has ever been in Nintendo's universe like that with that type of game. No, it beats the hell out of Sonic and Mario at the Olympics. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, I just want to see the rabbits and what they do in the Olympics. That would be actually pretty entertaining. They would just like sabotage all the events. Maybe they'll be yeah. in the new. It'll be Mario and Sonic plus Rabbids at the Olympics. Yeah, they'll uh, take Russia's place. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I think we're getting down here where it's going to take some. It's going to hurt a little bit more. Yeah, I got one I can cut because it doesn't belong in the game. If the list was like 20 long, but honestly, I think. So Sonic Forces, if you have not played it, in my opinion, is the best Sonic 3D Sonic game I've ever played. Um, keep in mind when I say that I have not played a couple of them. Um, but that's a really good game. If you play the game the way that it wants you to um, and understand how you kind of are forced to play a 3D Sonic game, it's not, you know, they're different than normal 3D platformers. It does a good job of scrolling between 2D Sonic, 3D Sonic, and it doesn't make you do any of the weird like alternative or alternate character bullshit that a lot of those games. I and mean, there, there are three characters, right? So you got like Genesis Sonic, and then you've got current day Sonic Boom Sonic, and then you've got just random make a character off the street Sonic ish person. Um, but they all play the same for the most part. A couple different variations of moves. So like the gameplay is very consistent and streamlined and focused for a Sonic game. And I actually, I've been playing through this with my kids. I don't them play most of it. I've been doing the boss battles, but I honestly think I've had more fun with Sonic Forces than I have with Sonic Mania. Um, and that's probably blasphemy to a lot of people. And I do like Sonic Mania a whole lot, um, but I'm going to take Sonic Forces off the list because, I mean, it's just not up to that caliber. Sure. I, I do want to try it out. Like, 
I, I like generations a, like a whole lot. And it seems like, like you're saying it's more in that direction. So, yeah, well, and like they knew what they were doing, right? I mean, it, it didn't come out at a 60. They're not saying this is a triple a $60 game. It came out at 40, 40 off the bat. Like, so, I mean, they they know where it's at and they priced it accordingly. And I think I got it for 25 on black Friday, but I think even at 40, yeah, I'm, I'm, I have enough going on here that I would justify that. I mean, it's a good game. Yeah. It just came out like a week within a week or two of what Odyssey if might even been a couple <laughs> days. I mean, suicide. Huh? Actually, I might like it more than I like Odyssey. I think oh I, boy. I think I do, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to be murdered by the internet. So that's just between us. Who, who's the Sonic fan now? <laughs> I got to remix that song. Damn it. <laughs> Well, if you're brave enough to cut a game that has a Metacritic score of 57 off the game of the year list, <laughs> I think I think I'll cut my uh, nom- nomination of Sonic Mania as well. Well, I mean, it is literally the old good Sonic game. Yeah, I mean, you said you know Sonic Forces is the best 3D Sonic. Like Sonic Mania is, I think, the best 2D Sonic game I've ever played. Yeah, I'd give you that um, for sure. Yeah, there's just so much going on in it, and it's just a complete love letter to those old Sonic games, and I love it a lot. But yeah, I, I don't think it's top five. Um, Poor Sonic, he's already off the list, and he was in there twice. Oh yeah. Could you, Matt? Could you, <laughs> January first, two thousand seventeen. You would have said, "Oh yeah, there's going to be two Sonic games as you know in consideration for the best games of the year." At least by a third tier podcast. That would have. <laughs> It would have been blasphemy, I think. <laughs> I'd be safe to uh, eliminate Fortnite, too, I suppose, because it's more of a multiplayer and not actually released yet. Yeah, I was going to say if it had a... If it was actually released, I think it would deserve a place in here, but being there, considering it open... like They do have a, a disc release, but they, yeah. for some reason, it's still technically not released. And yeah, I was going to say, so it's seven days to die, right? forever yeah well is seven days to die still technically early i, I don't well i mean they i don't think they've actually moved it out of early access from i don't, yeah, I don't, think, they have I don't yeah. think they will but no no i think it'll be easier to get updates through if they if they don't that's probably one of the big things because you see like the other ones like what uh daisy and them they're not released technically either like until until we define like what constitutes a, a game being done and what doesn't anymore because it's tough right because like nothing ships done i mean everything comes with day one patches usually anywhere from a gig to 10 i mean what is truly ready when you buy it right that's like call of duty had was it like an eight gig update on launch or well it it released like two hours before launch or whatever so it was updated for everybody that digitally purchased it but well and fortnite's a weird thing too because i mean like it launched as a different game than what has made it so popular. Right. Like <laughs> that's true. Yeah. The popular thing is like basically the battlegrounds clone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's actually referenced. Most of the game is referenced to as battle. Um, what is it? Battle Royale VR is what it, everybody just refers to it as. So it's not even got the name of Fortnite anymore. It's just VR on like, Facebook and whatnot. 
It's kind of crazy. Huh? Yeah. That's, that's wild that, that, you know, you put all that time and effort into Fortnite, which that game has been in development for man, like eight years, probably it's been a long time and it's been like in and out and done like completely scrapped. And, you know, to finally get to a point where you like, okay, it's ready to launch. We finally figured out what this game is and then just bolt on a, <laughs> a clone of a different game that that turns the game into a wild success where nobody was really crazy about the right. original <laughs> of the like, i actually got the pve version or whatever when it was on sale for like 20 bucks or whatever it was but it, it's decent um it's not what i was expecting it to be but i figured 20 dollars get that and support the development i guess but i'm sure epic games isn't struggling by any means no i mean they must not be if they're able to get an early access game on the playstation 4 seeing as how playstation doesn't have an early access program on the ps4 (laughs) (laughs) so they must be a successful enough company to make that happen (laughs) other than that most of engines and whatnot yeah games don't they create those a lot of them it's just funny because like Sony's like that's why like a lot of people go like devs and stuff go to Xbox because like you know right. they're all supportive of that and like you can't release an early access game on PS4 unless you're Epic. <laughs> to be fair, uh, seven days. <laughs> well, that's true, but they put it on a disc, so I suppose. Well, actually, these guys did too, didn't they? Uh, so maybe that's yeah. the difference. Is like Sony doesn't care as long as you print it on a disc and they get some kickback for. <laughs> Yeah, they get the licensing fee at least, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Well, we got seven left here. Yeah, Breath of the Wild, Destiny 2, Mario Odyssey, Nier Automata, Horizon Zero Dawn, Persona 5, and Wolfenstein 2. I'm going to go ahead and cut Wolfenstein 2. Okay, I was going to say, I haven't played it, but to me that feels like the one to remove. Not that I don't think it's awesome, because those last two have been great, and I'm sure this one's even better, but... Yeah, it treads the same line, you know. Oh yeah, it, it's very similar to the the new order. Um, it does go to some pretty serious places, as far as like, I can't believe this is in a game. Like, I played through that game and I, I don't, I, I just can't believe that that's going to come to a Nintendo platform. There's just is that brutal. That's what I've heard. I heard there's some pretty fucked up moments. It just does not seem like that should be allowed on a Nintendo platform. Um. Before we move away from it, can anyone explain to me why the internet got so mad that you were killing Nazis brutally in that game? Like, wh- why was anyone defending upset about that? I yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I will say the one thing is kind of weird about it is the kind of the marketing is like, oh yeah, let's just go kill Nazis, you know, go crazy, like we're out to get them, you know, and like, uh most of that game is like, no, the Nazis are winning. Like there's some serious like pain that you're going through, like serious issues that you're going through that it's not very happy game for most, probably like three quarters (laughs) of the game. So it's it's not not as upbeat as like the Nazi like blasting game they try to sell you on. No, it's, it's nothing like doom where you're just like an overpowered guy just ripping through people, you know, (laughs) glory killing literally everything just because you can. Yeah, exactly. This is much more. Yeah, there's a there's a lot going on where it, it kind of makes you depressed. <laughs> and yeah, I kind of feel bad for this game because like I feel like 
I don't feel like the last two Wolfenstein games have gotten they've gotten the the acclaim they deserve, but they haven't gotten like the like broad uh, recognition. I think, and I think this one got a little bit buried too. Yeah, which is unfortunate. <clears throat> but it got buried in a year of strong games that all released in the same time period, so that's why. But right, I mean, know. yeah, a few of these games, you know, if if it was a weak year, it would definitely be on this list. I think. Um, yeah. But yeah, it it definitely goes places, just like the last one. I mean, it goes some wild places that are just kind of like weird and and funny. But <laughs> yeah, it. I would recommend playing through it if if you've played the the first one. I did. I played most. I had to delete it at one point because my PS4 hard drive filled up, and I haven't played it since. But yeah, I got several hours into the first one, and I have Old Blood. I just didn't play it. Yeah, I haven't played that one either. I, I kind of want to go back to that now, but... <clears throat> I heard it's good, yeah. God, I don't know what to take off this list. Like, I, So, with what we got left, Breath of the Wild, Destiny 2, Mario Odyssey, Nier Automata, Horizon Zero Dawn, and Persona 5, I can't fully weigh in on Nier and Persona. Um, Persona 5 I've not played. I wouldn't play it. It's not my game, not to say that it doesn't belong on the list, but I, I can't comment. And then Nier... I like everything I've seen, but I just ended up not being able to get a full playthrough of it in before the before the podcast being I picked it up on Black Friday and I was preoccupied with Horizon. I mean, I've gotten I know enough to know that it's my kind of game and I'm going to go through it, um, but I can't definitively place it on the list. Um, so I don't even know where to cut. I think if I'm picking between those two, I'm cutting Persona. Um, man, I... That was probably my most anticipated game of this year was uh, Persona 5. And it did, it, it lived up to most of the expectations, but I mean, it's been, I mean, the Persona 4 was a PS2 game. So like right. they've, they teased it for most of the PS3 generation. And here we are like, what, three years into the PS4 and they finally get it out. So, I mean, after that long, I don't think anything could live up to those type of expectations. And yeah, honestly, I think it's, it's a, it's not as good as persona four. So that right there just kind of knocks it down a peg. You know, if you're not as good as your, the game that came before it. Yeah. Right. To be honest, I could remove Mario Odyssey for the same reason. I'm probably one of like two people on this planet who, Honestly, I'd be happy with kicking Mario Odyssey out of this list and having the others the five. I'm not impressed by it. Sorry, internet. I didn't think Mario Odyssey was that great. So, I like Mario. I, I know the internet really likes Mario. I like Mario too. I just don't necessarily think I deserve to be sucking at Odyssey's dick like everybody else. <laughs> I don't know. It's not, it didn't, it didn't wow me that way. I guess I don't, I don't know what to say. I'm a curmudgeon, I guess. So we have five. We're doing a list of five games. So we got breath of the wild destiny Two, near automata, um, horizon zero down and Mario odyssey are left for placing. Now. I think we can all agree that that's probably a relatively good list. I think so. It's kind of crazy yeah. how they're all pretty much triple A games, but that kind of yeah. just the way it turned out this year, I think. And I mean, we should point out too that these are just our games of the year. We're no 
by no means um, experts in saying the internet or anyone else is wrong. These are just games that we've played. This is our list, and this this is this is where we've landed, I guess. The internet is wrong. It's true. Usually, it's a fact. Yes. Check check Reddit. There's a there's a subreddit on how the internet's wrong. <laughs> I've never even used Reddit, and I'm talking like I know what it's about. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> That's what you kids use right now is the Reddits and your Instagrams. <laughs> so this is the this is going to be the tough part ordering this. I mean, to some extent. Can we place Destiny Two at five? Just because, although it's a great game, it's just the fully delivered promise of Destiny, and it probably just shouldn't even be a sequel. It probably should have just been Destiny. Is that fair? That's kind of a good point. I never thought about yeah. that. Yeah. Was there really ever a reason why we couldn't bring our character from the first one in? Activision. Right. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, wasn't that the whole thing was like, this is a 10 year plan. Like we're going to support. I mean, they kind of reneged on that. I'm guessing just like the full reworking that had to be done to the system because they didn't have to worry about last gen ports. I don't know. But even so, that's that's true. Why couldn't you bring your stuff over? Plus, I think it needs to be on this list because it's the only one that all three of us have played. Right. Well, and maybe you know the whole bringing character stuff over. Like part of that, the part of the problem in that was that not everybody bought the expansion, so people were like on completely different tiers of gear uh-huh. level, and you know it wasn't one to one. So maybe that I don't know. I'm just talking out of my ass. Yeah. Whatever. It makes sense for the. The sense of expansions and right and different stuff. You, you can't carry gear in the next expansions of stuff. So right, typically, <clears throat> yeah, that is a good point. This is the only one we've all played, and it's the only one we've all played together. So that's something for one night. Did <laughs> did we ever party up after that? It was like one night at one o'clock. We like harassed. I joined joined your lobby. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, know. I got I got all up all the way up to uh, raid level, and then I kind of like read about the raid, and I was like, oh, I'm kind of not interested in doing that. So, yeah, I liked everything up to that point. Yeah, because I got to like what 180 something. And I'm like, this was it was a really good ride, but I don't care anymore. Yeah, <clears throat> and I might put it back on at some point and like just shoot shit because that feels really good in that game. But I kind of did everything I needed to do. It was a really good Halo game. <laughs> the best Halo game in years. Yes. The only one I can play. <laughs> uh, so now what? We're, we we got to place one through four. We have Breath of the Wild, Near, Horizon, and Odyssey. I'm okay with putting Mario at four. I mean, if it... if I'll allow it. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're... <laughs> If it's going to be on this list, you want it as close to the bottom as possible, right? Yeah. <laughs> Personally, selfishly, yes. <laughs> but okay, I, I'm good at that. That's going to piss a lot of people off because most people are going to think that should be one or two. But I don't care. I. This is our list. Yeah, I I have a lot of fun with it, and I'm still finding myself going back and playing it. Uh. It is one of the best Mario games, but I I think it's because it's been it's been a drought in that type of Mario game. I mean, it's been what Galaxy Two on the Wii, 
for that yeah. exact type of Mario game, and and I don't think it was as good as as those Galaxy games. Um, no, I don't even think it was as good as 3D World. I'm just saying that right now. I didn't like it as yeah. much. I I know, I know. <laughs> I wanted a cat suit, damn it. <laughs> Have you played all the way through? I bet if you if you bought all the amiibos, there might be a cat suit in there. Maybe I'll just open all of my still sealed amiibo. To find out, yeah. <laughs> or if I could get my fucking box of Mario cereal that is not to do you know how many stores I've stopped at? Like me and Nate have been like texting back and forth, like checked, didn't have it, checked, didn't have it. Can't find it, damn it. <laughs> ridiculous i just want some cereal meanwhile there's one guy on craigslist who has them all well that's the problem that's the problem is like once news gets out that these are selling for 30 dollars a box like you're never gonna get this yeah it's cereal why do we have why do we have to price gouge scalp and like (laughs) struggle to find everything related to nintendo if nintendo ever puts out canned air we're fucked like everyone on this planet's dying (laughs) because you're not gonna be able to get it (laughs) You just got to become friends with somebody that owns a grocery store. Have them order a specialty for you. Well, I've been even looking online. You'd think Target or Walmart would have the cereal, but now it's not listed online. How am I going to do my YouTube video of surviving solely on Super Mario cereal if I can't get it? (laughs) My dreams are being crushed. (laughs) Um, I was looking forward to diabetes. In some form, you will shoot fireballs. (sighs) Yes. (laughs) That's one way to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> Be shooting insulin too. Uh, so I leave. We're, we're yeah. Cereal rant aside, where we got three to go. Super Mario cereal number three. <laughs> <laughs> if you buy it now, I'll move it to number one. Uh, let's go. Breath of the Wild. Near. And Horizon are the last three. Um, where do you think Near sits? Being you've invested more time into it than I have. Yeah, um, I I love that game. It's, I mean, I I could put it at number one or two, or I mean, if we're all in agreement, I mean, obviously three is an option here too. Uh, but. The, the places that game goes and the different ways it doles out the story are just incredible. And plus it might be the best, like 60 minutes of a video game opening I've ever played, like right off the bat into the shit, like 10 story tall robots. And it's awesome. And just like constantly changing like genres on the fly of what type of game it is. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know I bought a vertical scrolling shooter. Oh wait, I didn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it turns into a character action game, and then you know, yeah, it just goes crazy places get like that. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, the story is pretty incredible. That I mean, the very basis of it is like there's the world is left with a lot of robots, and you're kind of sent down to destroy the robot army, and the robots start acting really weird. And basically, I mean, as time goes out, you find out that, you know, like these robots just start acting like humans, you know, they're trying to be like humans. So there's a lot of like commentary on what a human actually is to these robots and (laughs) 
kind of makes you think after after you finish that game too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm okay with that being higher on the list. I think if if it doesn't take a higher spot, we're gonna end up with a case of two flavors of the same game, I guess. Um, yeah, more or less. So should we put Horizon Zero Dawn at three? I'm okay with that. I mean, I I didn't play that game like I've said throughout the podcast, but I've watched enough of it to know what type of game that is. Yeah. And the quality. So of I, it. I played through it. Um, I put it in. I played strictly through the main story. I fast traveled almost exclusively and I didn't do any side missions. Um, and like I said, the game threw a lot at you, but it threw a lot at me. I didn't need um, to still enjoy it. I think it's amazing. I think the game world and the story, although I do have a huge glaring problem with the plot twist that comes about 75% of the way into the game, but still overall that story is great. Um, it, I could see how if you were the type of person to have played both breath of the wild and horizon zero dawn, how you could potentially prefer horizon zero dawn over breath of the wild. Um, I don't fall in that camp, but I do really like the narrative it tells and the gameplay works well. Um, the world is interesting, if not sort of familiar, not in necessarily, uh, the enemies and the things you're doing, but just in the way it all lays out. Um, you know, you could compare that to your, your, in my mind, Shadow of Mordor or <clears throat> an Assassin's Creed. And that's kind of where it it didn't quite hook me in the way that I think it did other people. But I still loved it start to finish. And it looks um, incredible. <laughs> like, really good. Yeah, I mean, it out of everything here, it's probably, I mean, art criticism I would aside. give Destiny 2 the nod. You think so? Uh, I mean, in in certain contexts, I guess it, in overall scope, yeah, I guess Horizon Zero Dawn gets it, but there's still plenty of moments in Destiny 2 where I just stopped and was like, wow. Yeah. But yeah, I, I guess maybe you're right. Maybe maybe you'd have to tip it to Horizon Zero Dawn. Obviously, like Breath of the Wild and Nier and all these, a lot of these other ones that we already mentioned have an incredible art style, but when you're talking like realism and that type of scale, I think... Like you said, Destiny Two and and Horizon are the two to beat now. Yeah, just lighting effects alone yeah. are top notch. Yeah, in both of those. Although there's something to be said about the lighting effects in Near too, but yeah, there that's more of a choice of like grayscale and stuff like that in that game. Yeah, um, I don't know. It looks pretty when you're running across that opening oil rig or whatever the hell that thing is. Yeah, but so that that gets us down Horizon. I think horizon, like horizon, like do you like you said, like you you thought somebody you could see somebody picking horizon above Zelda. Is it because it's the best version of a Far Cry, Assassin's Creed, all those type of games? You know, like people have been trained so much on that style of game that we've just finally like just maximized it. They're used to that, and this is a step above, and that's exactly kind of my takeaway from and that's why i was immediately kind of turned off to it because it is that formula um but i don't know it's familiar to those people so i get it and it is way better than those games but it's kind of a call like you said it's like a culmination of that i mean it's it's all the best bits and uh i do give it extra points for using the in uh controller speaker i love games that use that i know justin hates it and turns it off but i think it's really cool (laughs) 
That Pointless. And, no, it's so awesome and immersive. That and Shadowfall. Those two games used it so well. I still have to play that. Huh. That's so good. That was pretty obnoxious at the PS4 launch, though. I will say that. <laughs> yeah. I feel like at this it. point, though, everybody forgot about it. Like, this is the first game in years that's actually used it. Yep. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that thing. Not that it's the best sound effect. It's kind of a shitty sound effect, but at least it uses it. And I think it was atrocious. Like, if we can just pause here, uh, I think it was atrocious that at the Video Game Awards, they did not give voice actor of the year, like, role of the year to the gal who did Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, the Aloy, I, that's one of the best like voiceovers I've ever heard in any game. Yeah. And it's pretty incredible that she started out as like a YouTube comedy girl. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, what's the series? Hey, Ash, what you playing or something like that. That's, hmm. that's who it was. Yeah. Well, who did I, I didn't, I guess I didn't remember who did it was uh, hell hellfire. I think. Oh it's yeah, the the... Like the ch- and I've never played that, so I can't judge. I guess I have nothing to reference yeah. against. Yeah, she basically got the award, and she's like, "I'm not a voice actor. I'm like a something, something." This is the first time <laughs> I've ever done this. I'm like, "Get off the stage!" <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, we got two games to go, and I think near fits pretty nicely into number two. Yeah, this um, this the last two takes about thirty seconds, I think, right? Because you know where it's going. Yeah, yeah. Um, I already kind of did my my piece on near here, and you like you said you played a little bit, but right. not to not to wrap around the whole grasp of that game either. So, well, the thing that's nice about near is it's like if you're my biggest complaint with games today is that I feel like I retread and I've played things I've already played. So when you get something that takes a chance and does something just different enough to feel like you got a fresh, unique experience for the most part, or at least saw something you've never seen, that's a big achievement anymore. Um, And I think Nier does that pretty much right off the bat. I mean, it it takes what feels familiar and you think you know what's going to happen and it just completely changes it. And And I've just seen the tip of the iceberg, so... And that's that goes for gameplay and story. You know, both both sides of the coin. It does some new stuff that just really isn't in in games. So, yeah, I th- totally deserves to be pretty high up on this list. I think, but yeah. Well, should we just crown the game of the year? Since I think we knew what it was before we even <laughs> recorded this episode. Um, Breath of the Wild, I guess. Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. I. The Wii U version. I, that's what I played. It was fan- it's the same game. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You didn't buy the. I didn't buy the Switch port of the Wii U game until just recently. <laughs> I would like to remind all you Switch owners that your favorite game is a Wii U game that got ported. <laughs> just saying, it plays fantastic on the Wii U. It was the greatest swan song, I think, in any uh, any Nintendo console history. Um, yeah. That's yeah. Probably true. I mean, this game completely captivated me, um, and it's got stuff that's annoying: the rain, the constant breaking of weapons. But when the game is so good <clears throat> that you don't really even you you are completely aware of those things at the same time, don't care at all because it, there's the whole exploration. There's like the weird. It's like what's over that next hill? Like it's so engaging. That's just it. it like those type of things are frustrating. But I think like I was 
totally f- kind of for them, I guess. I because it adds like immersion to the world. I mean, I, I mean the well, it weapons forces you to try new things. Yeah, the weapons. Right. Well, they do to towards the end, but almost like after you've beaten Ganon, pretty much. Yep. Yeah, that the game, it, the, the scope of that game is incredible. And the mechanics that they put in there where, I mean, you can attack a situation about a hundred different ways and they all work. And it's all like, it's, it, it's up to your mind to think of ways to conquer that where it's like, oh, how do I, what if I did this? And what if I set fire over here and did this? And like, and it most of the time works, you right. know, absolutely. That, that that's something that's not in open world games at all. Like there's very set rules on those type of things. Like in horizon, like there's a certain way to go about something like there's little, little choices here and there that you can pick. But I mean, the combat and stuff is essentially the same. And Zelda list is just like crazy in the amount of creativity that you can put into that. (laughs) Well, and it's crazy too, that in the scope of that game, that the only time it will ever stop to load is if you go in and out of shrines. I mean, you could run one end of that world to the other and like, maybe they would hide one loading screen behind a blood moon refresh. But I mean, that game is a living, breathing world that you really never have to, like that's my problem with a lot of games is like things happen that pull you out of the experience. And that happened to me with horizon zero dawn with some of the cutscenes, but that never once was an issue with breath of the wild. It's so polished. I mean, yeah, that's a really good point. It's the biggest open world game ever built. And it holds to a T that Nintendo level of polish. I mean, that's incredible. That shouldn't happen. It's so yeah. good. Yeah, it is. It is the it is the one that isn't as polished as most games, though. I will say that there are some rough spots that are not are pretty unique that that don't usually happen in Nintendo games. But but they're for, so like, fun when they do happen. <laughs> right. Like you're willing to forgive it for like what that forest is like. Right. You're willing to forgive that. <laughs> But you're never going to load into it and have your character's face like hollowed out with two floating eyeballs. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The music track, the character design, the world, the lack of storytelling was a little bit disappointing. Honestly, the game's biggest fault is that it's ending completely undermines um, the overall uh, scope and like grandeur of the game. I mean, it just does such a poor job of capping itself off that it's kind of like a slap in the face to the person who's put tens and hundreds of hours into it. Yeah. The story is definitely not the the best, Um, but I, I don't know if that's really an important. No, exactly. It's not, you make your own story. I mean, it would have been nice though, if, if they would have capped it off with, if Ganon had been the actual struggle that you led up to, I mean, outside of your first boss encounter, that game is not overly challenging. Not that, and that, and I shouldn't, I should kind of like balance that because it is a game that no matter how high you progress in, you can always put yourself in grave danger. But I didn't feel like I was ever frustrated to the point that I couldn't progress pretty easily. 
No, as long as you knew the rules. I mean, you died on a Lionel, you died on a Guardian very early right. on, and, and you knew, like, okay, you don't mess around with them, you know? Right. So you, you, you yeah. keep clear of those guys, and that just added a whole other thing where it's like, okay, there's something cool over there, but if I want to get there, I have to do this really carefully, you know? And it's kind of a stealth mechanic, I guess. So, yeah, that... That whole that whole game is like how you explored it. The story is how you explore that game and like the adventures that you came across, you know. Yeah. You're I mean you're you're it's almost like an MMO in the fact that you like you you feel so engaged in the world around you that like I didn't just play Legend of Zelda and walk to said destination and discover this. Like I did that. Like that was me. I spent my night, you know, it's there's like that that distinction is not there. Like you were so engrossed in that experience that it feels like a real story to you. Yeah. And that's I awesome. spent, I spent one minute climbing up this huge wall only for a guy to hit me in the head. As soon as I climb up to the top and fall all the way back to the bottom. Or that for was the rain to idea. start. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so like, it's so stupid to think about, but like I had such a good time in that game, like climbing a giant cliff, getting stuck on a ledge and sitting down and eating a sandwich while I waited 20 minutes for the rain to stop. Like, it didn't even bother me. Like it was totally fine. Yeah. Like eh, taking it in. Yeah. Did you get all the shrines uh, in that game? No, I didn't. I'm going to, I'm debating if I buy the expansions for the Wii U and just continue, or if I start over on the switch, I thought I was going to start over the switch and then like the idea that maybe you want to vomit. Um, so I think I might go back and do the shrines and then, that new DLC that dropped um, and the idea of getting a motorcycle in Breath of the Wild <laughs> has been pretty excited. So we'll see. But I mean, I've played, I mean, I, I'm at least 150 hours into that game. Yeah, it's incredible. I, I love that game so much that I'm scared to get the DLC because I feel like it's it might not live up to the same quality. And I don't want that to be my last, my last memory of that game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I watched it, like IGN did a separate review on the DLC and they kind of like summed it up as like, it gives you a reason to return, but it doesn't ultimately make the experience better. You know what I mean? It's like, it rewards sure. you for coming back, poking around for another eight hours and then, you know, call it a day. Sure. So I don't know it, what I'm worried about is how do you, how do you ever make a better Zelda game than this? How do you ever top an open world game like this? I, I don't, I, I struggle to think what that would be like. Sure. I mean, this is, this is what Zelda is going to be. I think, right? Like you can't go back, but how do you make it better? Formula. I, that's, that's a good, good point. Um, I mean, you introduce a moon and give you only three days to complete it. <laughs> That is not one way to make it better. That's one way to ruin the, the masks. That's one way to take the assets from one game and ruin it. You but. need the expansion pack for your Switch if you want to play it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I think there, I, I would be willing to bet that there would be something actually pretty soon in the next maybe four years. See, I don't think I want that. I don't, I don't I, either. I think but I want I think seven years. Every seven years, I want this experience. Yeah. I, I don't need it any sooner than that. Yeah. As long as they stick to like the rock schedule. You know what I mean? Like, they build the game and they get it done right. Like, they don't rush. 
Like I get a Grand Theft Auto game that blows me away every five to six years, right? I, I, that's what I want this to be. Sure. Well, there you go. Like, what did Grand Theft Auto Five do that was greater than four? I mean, the three characters, obviously a bigger world, all that stuff. So there's always something yeah, to do, I guess. That's true. But, that's a good point. I mean, if they actually put like a like an awesome story into a Zelda game, that would be really cool. But I just don't see how you could do that without a protagonist that doesn't talk. You know? <clears throat> yeah, I don't think they would allow that. I think the the interpretation of the world and you creating your own story is what makes yeah the non story. Zelda. I mean, that's what makes Zelda. Yeah, I don't know, but fuck. I, I mean, this is one of this is going to be in the top ten of greatest games I've ever played in my life, probably forever. Oh yeah, for sure. It's it's got to be up there for the best Zelda game of all time, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is crazy to think about. <laughs> yeah, in the pantheon of of all those great games, I still think I've put more hours in my lifetime into. A link to the past, but it's got to be close. Yep. So there we go. The the weekend rental, our game of the year list from five to f- one. Uh, we've got Destiny two at five, Mario Odyssey at four, Horizon Zero Dawn takes three, Near Automata at two, and number one, our game of the year, Breath of the Wild. Either version. And number zero, Bubsy, Return of the Woolies. <laughs> honorable mention of Madden. And honorable <laughs> mention of Madden. Huh. Well, that went smoother than I thought I was going to. Yeah, I like it's that list. Just, it's not a bad list. Justin, I'm sorry. So we, we kind of prefaced this before we got into Game of the Year is that Justin's like the guy that you work with that every day at lunch he's eating a bologna sandwich and a diet Dr. Pepper, and that's what he eats every day. That's how Justin is, but with video games. He finds that game he likes, and he'll play it for a long, long time. And you rotate between – well, I, I'm just as guilty of it, but he rotates between, like, I don't know, four to five games in a given year that you probably sink your time into. Yep. All online, multiplayer-based, so this list was a little tough for him. <laughs> I am that way with food, though, anyways. <laughs> I know. I've been to MGC with you. You Red, Red Robin every day for five days. <laughs> and I'm not complaining because their bottomless fries are amazing. <laughs> and their burgers. <laughs> the only thing you got wrong was the Diet Dr. Pepper. Yeah, what do you the amount. Mountain Dew? Or a regular Dr. Pepper. Regular Dr. Pepper. Oh, okay. Diet Dr. Pepper is good. It's like the best diet pop, taste-wise. I don't... Diet just wrecks it. Yeah. Well, it kills you slowly from the inside out. Be faster. <laughs> um, so I think we're going to wrap this here. Justin, do you want to take us out? Yeah. Um, we got website. It's going to be www.weekendpodcast.com. Um, you can find us on Facebook, Weekend Rental Podcast. You can like us on there and uh, get updates on there. Uh, we do have a Twitter. Also, it's at Weekend Rental PC. Um, we do tweet out on there so go ahead and follow us uh, we got a youtube channel uh, kind of break up little segments and post it on there uh, you can search that uh, weekend rental podcast and subscribe on there and the email um, feel free to email any questions comments anything you like and that's weekend rental podcast at gmail.com uh, you can subscribe on itunes and google play As always, be kind, rewind.